to Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny, a show where we will talk about finding beauty in the most unconventional places in our lives. So every week, we'll talk about dealing with disappointment or overcoming frustration, dealing with stuff that just gets under your skin and derails you. We'll also have amazing guests on here that will be sharing their stories. So I'm your host, Shanna Strange. Let's dive in. Hello, it's another week and another episode for you that I hope will encourage you today. That's always my goal. I feel like that's my mandate is to encourage, teach, train, equip. So um, let me tell you what, I am sitting here drinking a raw organic juice. It is carrots, cucumbers, uh, apple spinach and oranges and ginger just in case you're wondering yeah I'm a normal person and I do drink um, drink and eat weird things and I just thought you might want to (laughs) know that that's what I'm doing right this second and so I was on my way home from the gym and I stopped and grabbed this and I was thinking um, what can I talk about today and I actually was leaning towards deception and discernment in the last days. Uh, I think this is such a worthy topic, and I cannot get away from how much deception there is right now. I want you to know this um, came about because I was uh, talking to someone who was helping me with a situation. They were helping me with a situation in my life that's very difficult, very challenging, and, um, you know, I needed to see it from, there's a, there's another person involved. I needed to see it from their perspective. And so the person that was helping me was just saying, why don't you, I've heard about this book. Why don't you, um, read it or listen to it on audible or whatever. And maybe it'll give you some insight into how this other person in your life is feeling and it'll help you, um, understand them, you know, and he, and this person warned me, you know, it does have some profanity. I haven't actually read it, he said, but this may, um, you know, just help you. So just be warned. And so I thought, well, what, what's the harm? I'll just listen to what this chick has to say. It was a woman that wrote the book and I'm not going to really talk about, um, her specifically or the name of the book. Um, I'm just not into that, but, um, I, started listening to an an audible and at first I was fine with it but I'm telling you within the first chapter I was so shocked and appalled at the amount of um profanity that was littering this book um and I'm not just talking about you know I've, I've heard some people Like, um, there are certain books where you're kind of following the transition of someone who got saved or, or maybe they're just being real and honest and they're, they're showing you what happened in their life and there was a transformation. And so they might use a little profanity or you may even in a Christian movie, you know, or whatever, you might see that and I I can deal with that. But this was different. This was, um, in the same sentence that she was telling what happened, she was using profanity in the gospel, and she was, um, I can't even say it because I feel like it would, 
it would be so horrible and I, I can't even say it. just let, let me tell you when I say that I was shocked appalled and offended <laughs> that someone would uh, trash the gospel like that and would and basically promote this idea that once you get saved you don't have to change that there's so much grace that you can just cuss and all you want you can go out and have a you know have a whatever lifestyle you want to live when I believe and I'm not the only one and I think it's pretty clear that in scripture in the New Testament that Paul says and not just Paul other writers you cannot live this way you're dead to your sins like you have to let go and abusive language foul language is one of the things that Paul says we cannot do that anymore we're not those kind of people the sin part I mean the flesh part of us the carnal side of us is dead we no longer live like that so it was very clear to me that this woman was deceived and not only was she deceived, but she was deceiving others. And that's not the first time I've run across that. There are other um, authors out there that are saying they're Christian. Um, and on the surface, their stuff looks really good. But really, when you dig into it, it's really like self-empowerment. And it's about like, you know, bettering, becoming the best you, or how to make your life amazing, how to accomplish the American dream. It's very much of a, a mixture of a little bit of Christianity, but really what it's all about is you getting everything you want. And it's very deceptive. And, it, and if you really think about it, that is exactly what Satan did in the garden with Eve. He just twisted the truth enough, enough to get her to believe a lie, right? He didn't say all of it was untrue that God had said. He just twisted a fraction of it. And that's exactly what's going on in the world. We've got people who they're, they're I'm not saying everybody has it all right, but there are things that we cannot negotiate on. We cannot compromise on. And that, you know, to me is the gospel. We cannot compromise on who Jesus was, what he did, the access that we have now, the position that we have in God. We cannot compromise on areas of sin and say that these are not sin anymore. There are certain things that are non-negotiable. And, and what's sad is there are people out there right now that have been given platforms, I believe, by the enemy, and he is raising them up and they are they are taking all kinds of people down with them. And it's, it's sickening. Like when I get around this kind of teaching, my spirit feels sick, um, almost nauseous. And so, of course, I deleted that book from my Audible account and replaced it with like the five love languages or something like that. Something really good and, and I, I believe very biblical. Um, but I want to cover um, some things today. And it's kind of like three points that I have having to do with deception in the last days. Oh, and so um, I'm going to read you. Um, so this is going to be, I'm going to be pulling from First and Second Timothy a lot today. Because uh, Paul had a lot to say to Timothy about this deception in the last days. So this is First Timothy 4, 1 through 3. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly, clearly. That in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. And then he goes on to specify what these deceptive teachings from the demons are. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. They will say it is wrong 
uh, to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. So I'm thinking, that's kind of weird, you know, Lord. I mean, but if you think about it, there are certain religion, there's certain sects within Christianity that are promoting ideas like this that are very religious but not really biblically sound because Christ did away with so much of this ceremonial stuff and that's really what he's addressing. And so um, some people, this is my first point, some people will be led away by strict religious rules that Christ did away with. This is religious doctrines of error. So in the last days, this is what Paul is saying, um, there are going to be people that are led away by, by religious doctrines of error within the church, okay? So kind of rules that are almost either made up or they've been done away with because Christ did away with them. Um, there's a group of people that this is going to be their downfall. <clears throat> and you can see this. There are some people that are so caught up in religion and they're, they're, gosh, this is so, I want to be careful how I say this. Um, they're doing things that, you know, that has been done away with and you don't have to, you don't have to live like that anymore. Now, if the Holy Spirit deals with you and says, I don't want you to eat pork, <laughs> you pray about it. Maybe there's a specific reason he doesn't want you to eat pork. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you don't tolerate it well. I don't know. But to make that into a doctrinal thing where you say an entire group of people cannot eat pork is, is a doctrine of demons. And so there's that end of the spectrum where it's all about religious do's and don'ts. And that, like, I've, I've noticed this, this is a spirit of religion over uh, our entire area that I live in the Bible Belt, you know, people think that it's Christianity, but so much of what goes on in the Bible Belt is just dead religion and um, trying to work our way up to God and instead of just having a relationship and, and realizing the freedom that we have. People are, you know, trying to keep the rules in order to stay close to God or to earn their salvation. So that's the kind of stuff he's talking about. In this first group of people, there's that deception that exists in the last days. Oh man, I can't really breathe. You, you guys, I don't know what's up with that. But okay, so let's look at the next group of people. Um, I'm gonna read you Second Timothy four. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Now, I just want to back up for a second and say, First Timothy. He's addressing um, a group of people that are stuck in religion that God is done away with. Second Timothy, he's coming back and saying to, to um, Timothy, hey, there's going to be a time coming when people no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. So this is another group of people. And so what I'm going to classify these people as, I'm going to say that some people will be led, a, led astray by their own evil desires. And not only are they going to be led astray, but they're going to look for uh, teachers 
and social media gurus or whatever who teach the kind of stuff that their itching ears have been wanting to hear. These are the kind of people, like I was just talking about earlier in my example, that want to live in their sin and not change. They have made a choice and they have justified their sin and said, you know what, there's grace now and I don't have to uh, surrender my life to God. I don't have to lay down this pornography habit I have. I don't have to stop living in a homosexual lifestyle. Somebody just got mad and jumped off of my podcast probably. I don't have to uh, stop getting drunk all the time. I don't have to deal with my anger problem. I, I don't have to change. But I've got news for you. The Bible says that Jesus is coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. What does that mean? That means she has purified herself in the fire. She has allowed God to purify her. She has crucified herself. Okay, so people who go after their, they're led astray by their own desires have not crucified their flesh. They have not said no. And they're justifying things. And they're just saying, surely God, who's the God of love, will let me do whatever I want. And it's okay. It's not okay. So that's the second group of people. The people that are led astray by their own sinful desires. Scary thought. Because that's going on right now. There's so many um, people that are falling into this. And so many leaders that are leading this great falling away. It's really scary. And so, now I'm going to read you, um, this is from 2 Timothy again. So, uh, this backs up a little bit because now I'm in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very, very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no (laughs) self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith depraved minds, and a counterfeit faith. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are. Okay. Now I'm going to read you, just hang in there with me. I'm going to read you uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-13. Here's Paul again, who obviously has been given great insight into the last days. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has already come. So apparently people were running around saying Jesus has already come, but he's saying it hasn't. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first 
which is the great falling away of the saints, or the people who said they were saints but weren't. And the man of lawlessness is revealed. This is the Antichrist, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? And you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Can somebody say amen to that? The lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, which would be the Holy Spirit. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. For this reason, now listen to this, for this reason God will send upon them a deluding influence, or a delusion, a strong delusion is what some translations say so that they will believe what is false in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness but we should always give thanks to God for you brethren beloved by the Lord because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the spirit and faith in the truth so God is going to send a strong delusion to people who've already made up their mind that they don't want him. So, that's number three. Some will be caught in delusions because they refused Christ. Now, as believers, it's pretty easy for us to spot these kind of people. These are the people, <laughs> I can just think of some right now, that are shouting from rooftops. And the things that they are saying are so ludicrous that we're all sitting there going, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that someone would say something that ridiculous and stupid and awful? So these are people that God has said, okay, you've rejected me. And it doesn't matter how many chances I've, I, will, I could have given you or would give you, you're always going to reject me. And so God is going to give them over to delusions. And it's unfortunate. You know, I, I honestly think that these people cannot be saved. I think these are people, like I said, that God has given chance after chance and they've decided that they don't want anything from the Lord and they don't want anything to do with Him. So, But that's not us. We have been chosen, ordained before the foundations of the world to be uh, His children. And so I just want to recap those three and my dog's barking, of course! Uh, those three kinds of groups of people, some are going to be led away by strict religious rules that Christ did away with. Some people will be led away by their own evil desires because they refuse to crucify themselves. Some will be caught in delusions because they refused Christ. This is the deception of the last days. Deception is, is nothing new. It's been going on since the beginning, right? But there's a clear indication in Scripture that deception in the last days is going to be greater than it ever has before. Right? So, I want to, you know, kind of jump off here. And my dog is really about to drive me crazy. 
I really want to kind of jump off here into a moment of just um, talking about discernment. All right, let's, let's talk about how do we know if something is deceptive. And I'm just going to give you some, you know, some things that I've noticed. And one of them is, and I think this is the point that Paul makes when you really dive into his letters. He starts saying, when people depart from the teachings that I've given you, then it's deception. And he constantly is calling the churches to come back to what was previously given in the beginning um, by the apostles, by the founding fathers, I guess, of our faith. And so that's what you need to go back to. You know, have you gotten away from the truth, the simplicity of the gospel message? Have you gotten away from that into something that no longer even resembles what it was in the beginning in your life? That's a good indicator is of you, um, if you are possibly getting caught up in deception. And, and I would even just go through everything, any books that you're reading, anything you're watching on YouTube, and really just hold that up to the simplicity of the gospel message. First of all, is Jesus at the heart of what you're listening to or watching? If Jesus is not the center of it, if, and this is scriptural. This is what John talks about. First John, he's talking about, and maybe even Third John, he talks about this in, in all of his letters where, hey, you know, this is how you know if it's the Spirit of Christ is if, you know, it will uh, line up with and it will say that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Christ. But um, the Spirit of the Antichrist is, is not going to say that. He's never going to admit that Jesus is the Christ. So if you're listening to things and there's not a there's not a real clear spoken message in it that says that Jesus is the Son of God, then that's a clear indicator that that's a deceptive message. It's something that Satan has taken and twisted, and that's you know that's what we're talking about here is these subtle ways that he is deceiving people because his end goal is to get you all the way to the point where it's delusion, where it's, you know, God has said, okay, you've chosen, you've not, and it doesn't start this way. It starts just little deception that ends up taking you down a road you didn't think you'd get, go down this road, and then you just keep going that way, and you become a prodigal, basically, and you leave God, and you choose Him. You choose uh, to not accept His gift. And eventually, people who do this, they end up in a delusion. And the further away we get from God, we get, we get further away from life. God is the source of all life and light. Jesus is the great light of the world. This is what John talks about. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. He is the word of God made flesh. He is life and light. And he holds creation together just by his ex very existence, is what Colossians talks about. So we have to be really, really leaning into this message of fi the, the focal point of everything that we watch or listen to being centered on Jesus and who he is and what he did at the cross and his uh, redemptive work there and also that he rose from the dead. So all points of the gospel message, all points, not just the fact that he died but the fact that he rose again, you know, because if you dismiss that, then you take away the power of the gospel. 
so there are certain uh, denominations within Christianity that are leaving out parts of the gospel message and um, that's what's leading people into deception and there are people that are on platforms that are leading others into this deceptive message because they're leaving out parts of the gospel and so that would be my number one way to tell you if th something is deceptive or not would be is Christ in the center of it if it's not then it's probably deception um, and, and this can even apply to even because I am a person who uh, operates prophetically. And I mean, it's you can even get caught up in just just getting caught, you know, always listening or thinking about or only getting um, just being caught up in this prophetic stuff and almost like getting away from the message of the gospel. And so there are times I believe that God has to even bring me back to just the simplicity of the gospel and who Jesus is, because that's really what it's all about. Prophecy is going to fade away. This is what scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13, right? Everything's going to fade away um, except love. Or, or what What does it say? These things are, three things remain. So those three things are going to remain, but love is the greatest of all these, right? And so we just have to keep bringing our heart back to knowing that Jesus is the center. And, and I would say the other thing is pay attention to um, uh, concerning discernment and deception. Pay attention to any physical cues. Now, for me, I get, um, I get a little bit nauseous around anything that's not the truth. I was exposed to um, someone in my teenage years that I did not know at the time, but they were a witch. And every time I was around them, I would feel ill and not just that, but panicked almost and tormented. Um, I, I can't even describe, but I didn't know that that's what it was because I was 16. <laughs> I didn't know. I just knew that something wasn't right. And I've always had that kind of feeling. Something's not right. And so paying attention to those kind of cues um, of something's not right about what they're saying. Jesus said that um, his sheep know his voice. And I believe that's true. Um, and so don't dismiss, you know, red flags that come up. Um, I've had many red flags that have stopped me from making decisions that I shouldn't have made. And I can tell you there are times that I have dismissed a red flag and paid the consequences of that because I didn't heed the voice of the Lord and it was discernment. You know, I mean, that's a gift. A discern Discernment is a gift of the Spirit. And that, that would be my next uh, point to make is that if you truly, I believe there's a level of discernment that we all receive um, when we are uh, filled with the Spirit of God. But I do think there's a gift of discernment and especially related to whatever your calling is. If you're called prophetically, I think you're going to have a, a greater level of discernment than some people would have. Because your calling it necessitates that. But I do believe that we're living in a day and time where we're all going to need really strong discernment. So I would pray and ask the Lord, you know, give me strong discernment. As a matter of fact, uh, that's really how I want to end today's podcast is I want to pray for all of us and release that over everyone listening today. And then I'll be done. So Lord, we just come before you. We thank you, Father, that... Um, you are awakening hearts and minds. You're, you're opening our eyes to what's going on in the spirit, Lord. And I just pray uh, for a strong gift of discernment, Lord, for everyone that's listening to this or going to listen to this, God. 
even myself, God, I pray that you heighten uh, my spiritual senses, our spiritual senses, God, so that we would be able to discern the times, God, discern what the enemy is doing, discern when deception is trying to take hold of us, God, that we would only be moved by the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of truth, God. I pray that you awaken hearts right now in the name of Jesus and that every person that's been trapped in deception, God, would be set free. And I just pray for those chains to break in the name of Jesus because of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. God, every demonic spirit has to bow at the name of Jesus. So we just trust in your name, Jesus. We trust in your leadership. God, and I thank you, God, that you are maturing your bride, God, maturing um, us in such a way that we can hear what you are saying, God, and we know the voice of the bridegroom. We know the voice of the bridegroom, God, and because we know your voice, we know when we hear a counterfeit, and that's really the heartbeat, God, of, of it all is that we know the voice of our husband, and because we know his voice, there's... There's not another voice that can take your place, Lord. And so I pray that you awaken that in all of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. Hey friends, thanks for joining me on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Here are some ways that you can connect with me. You can go to Facebook and look up Shanna Strange Ministries. You can go to shannastrange.net to my website. Or you can go to Instagram. It's Shanna underscore Strange. I'll see you next week.